Hi, welcome back to Pop Cultural Exchange. It's a podcast where, you know when you make your friend watch a movie that you either love or love to hate, and then you're sitting there and watching it, you're watching your friend more than the movie. And then afterwards, you're like, you want to talk about it, but they don't really want to, and they're like, it's just fine. But you're like, no, how is it fine? Yeah, it's that in podcast form. Yeah, yeah, see, I would never do that because I'm not a shitty friend. <laughs> I do that on a daily basis, and now there's a reason, there's a justification. My name is Lynn. I'm, I'm Jay. This is my victim and co-host. Yeah, yeah. We've been going through the Fast and Furious series, and I feel like finally we're turning a corner. And even though this is not representative of the rest of the series, I think some of the spirit of what Fast and Furious has become is in it. And of course, this is the first one that Justin Lin is directing. Ooh. Yeah, so director change. Okay, okay. So when you say the series take a, takes a corner, is it much like Paul Walker taking a corner during a race for the first time in Fast and Furious 2? <laughs> Call back to the last episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, very much like that. Mm. Well, I would say um, it kind of drift around in corner because we're doing Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which is number three. Uh, and honestly, I didn't know that until right before the last podcast we did. I wasn't <laughs> sure which one which one Tokyo Drift was. So. Well, I mean, they don't help you with the naming, do they? No, no, not at all, which is, which is I guess, bad for me, but good for this podcast because... I just look like a fucking idiot the whole time. It's because they keep trying to reboot this franchise. Like, this is... The first four movies are attempt at making a Fast and, Fur- Fast and, Fur- Fast and Furious franchise four times. I, I still don't know how the series survived the second movie, because the second movie was just... It was tough. It was really tough to get through. It almost kind of didn't, didn't, because this is... As you know, um, just from Osmosis, this is an entirely different cast. So this is a very much a soft reboot. So so confirm no Paul Walker in this one? Yes. No Ludacris? Oh uh, no yeah, no, no. No Bilkins? No, no Bilkins. Bilkins who's rapidly no. becoming my favorite favorite character <laughs> in the movie, in the franchise. Push Bilkins. Love Bilkins. But no, no, we're following an entirely different gang of misfits. So is there anything else you know about this? No, no. I, oh, the only things I know are, you know, you telling me that, yes, somehow this is still canon. So <laughs> is this kind of like an offshoot of people that somehow show up later in the series? Or do you not want to answer that because I that's going to ruin I don't want to answer thing? that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Understood. So basically, I just fucked myself. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, basically, that's the subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture exchange. Jay, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it feels like so far. <laughs> oh, come on. You enjoy hating on number two. Uh, yeah, I actually, I kind of did. Uh, like I said, like, whoa, sorry. Like we discussed in the uh, in the episode last week, I really, I was way, way more into watching the second movie because I couldn't believe how bad it was. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but I, I was into the content more than I was the first one. <laughs> I can't promise you the writing or the dialogue or the acting would improve in this, but there's certain je ne sais quoi that <laughs> Justin Ling bring to the show. <laughs> all right, all right. At least tell me that there's better chemistry with the lead characters than there was in the second movie, because there was none. 
I can I cannot promise you. That. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, right. uh, there are characters that they bring in that you really love, but it's okay. I, I don't know how you'll react to this. I don't want to call out your opinion. The main character of this movie does nothing for me, even though I really no. like this movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and of course, the fact that it's set in Tokyo as well has mm-hmm. a special place in my heart because I love Japan. Uh, we've we've been together. It's yeah. beautiful, beautiful country. We've had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Yeah. We and a bunch of other friends visited Japan together. We mm. didn't go on like a romantic trip to Japan, which you know I keep asking, but he wouldn't come with. Well, I mean, that's, that's at least that's what we told. That's what we told your girlfriend, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, during this film, at some point, I'm just going to be pointing things out and be like, "Remember, Jay? Remember when we went there?" <laughs> All right, cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. yeah. I'll maybe put up some snaps throughout the video as well. <laughs> slowly turn this episode into our uh, life vacation pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is all of a sudden become uh, went from a movie review to uh, a slideshow of our holiday. Yes, yeah. People love to watch slideshows of other people's holidays. <laughs> Look, I also may have subtly brought uh, because I organized that trip and I organized a lot of the places we went. I may have also subtly brought you to a lot of the locations that were in this movie. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> So, so this has been a stitch up for a couple of years. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is decades in making. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, you're gonna what? you're gonna see a much more frustrated face uh, on on my on well on my face. Uh, come uh, come the the pointy end of this review. <laughs> oh, I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. Um, to celebrate this being said in Japan, and to celebrate our. <laughs> Uh, past Japan trip, we're drinking Strong Zeros, the 9% highballs that we're always day drinking in Japan. <laughs> we're going to be pissed again. Can you drink uh, on the streets in America, Jay? Uh, with very few exceptions, no. Okay. You got Vegas and New Orleans, and that's really about it. Okay. So in Australia, you definitely can't. There's a thing called open bottle law. You're not supposed to have an open bottle on you in public. Uh that's not the case in Japan. You can drink anywhere, including the subway, which we took the, we took advantage of to the fullest. Very, day. very literally. And yeah. um, the faces of the people going on about their morning commute at nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Double fisting <laughs> highballs. Stupid tourists sitting next to them with really, really tall highballs, just <laughs> being idiots. Yeah, we really did a lot for you know uh, making making the locals and, and the tourists. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, interact well. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, we weren't like obnoxious or anything. No, no, no. We, we were, were just like drinking. We, we were very respectful. <laughs> um, as respectful as a bunch of people can be drinking highballs at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Yes. But the worst we do is like taking a bunch of bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anything else you want to say about this movie before we get started? Well, you I know nothing, nothing about this movie, so I really can't say too much. You know much about drifting? No. I mean, I, I do it in Mario Kart, but that's about it. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, sweet. So we're going to watch an hour and a half of Mario Kart. Yes. Cool. All right, excellent. All right. All right, let's get to it. All right, let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. Ready. Set up. Go! It's called drifting. What do you mean, drift? And we are back. We are back. We just watched that movie. Yeah, yeah, we did, and it, uh, and yeah, yeah, it was not shit. <laughs> what an astounding 
uh, review. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, my standards are so lowered after Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious really bothered me in so many ways. And I actually found this movie to be quite entertaining. Mm. That's good because I want to need you to um, um, do a lot of the content on this because I was um, so enjoying the movie that I didn't take much notes. But I'll, I have a lot to talk about. Oh, good. So I'll just do the legwork for this podcast. <laughs> I have a lot to talk about. And um, we also kind of have a kind of a themed evening, didn't we? Because we we end up drinking a lot of um, highballs. Highballs. And we had Japanese. Mm-hmm. And off screen, we have the <laughs> we have the crew. Some of the crew we, uh, that went to Japan with us. Yep. <laughs> they watched the movie with us. They also slightly drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> uh, uh, if you didn't hear, she said Nihao. <laughs> Yeah, it's way off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Jay. Yes. Overall, like you, you, you like this better than the last one. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, to be fair, without the shoehorned racing bits in, I it didn't feel like a Fast and Furious movie. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it definitely has its own identity in a way that if they didn't call it Fast and Furious and Vin Diesel didn't show up at the end, it, they could have just called it. Like, they should have just called this movie Tokyo Drift and you would be like, oh, this movie is clearly inspired by Fast and Furious in some way. It would have been talk. Yeah, yeah. You've I, seen talk? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just blindly agreeing. <laughs> so you don't make me watch talk. Oh, I will. I, I will make you watch. <laughs> Is that um? What's his face? Fucking head? No hair? No hair guy? British? No hair guy? Uh, Jason Statham? Yeah, Jason Statham. That's no, it. you're thinking of Transporter. All right. Talk, talk, talk. Talk is like very much inspired by Fast and Furious movie, and at some point there is a fight in which people hit each other with motorcycles while riding said motorcycles. There was oh, a motorcycle it, kung fu fight. It's it so good. Fast it's and Furious, but but with bikes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's lots of cars in it. Let's stop talking about talk. Okay. okay no, wait, no, I want to talk about this still. So, like, are there? Is there like a Fast and Furious with boats? <laughs> This is called Speed Two. Is man. there is there a Fast and Furious with with motorized scooters? Like, I want to Fast and Furious with old people, which is called Wild Hogs. Yeah. Oh, exa- John Travolta. How far the mighty have fallen. Aww. Okay, so let's quickly go over the plot of this movie. This time I'm gonna do it because last time it took you 20 minutes to do. Yeah, because I did such a good job. <laughs> so, the basic premise is our hero, Sean, is a fuck-up. Well, Iliki- he- hero is a... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Our uh, fuck-up, Sean. Yeah, uh, our Western viewport into the nice. wild and exotic culture of Tokyo, Sean. <laughs> he fu- he's repeatedly fucked up by racing for... Nothing, just being baited into fighting over a woman <laughs> that he got his third strike by wrecking a, um, like a partially built, uh, suburb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in yeah, a yeah, race. A, a construction site. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So basically at that point in time, I thought, I mean, by that point in time, I knew that he wasn't the Paul Walker character. From, he wasn't Brian O'Connor from mm-hmm. later on, but I'm like, 
This is dollar store Brian O'Connor, right? It, right. It's just... Well, it's like if you if you if you baked Brian O'Connor and um, Dominic Toretto together in an oven, but didn't set the time quite right, so it didn't came out quite right. It, it, it came out with a really really over the top southern accent. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So he fucked up so much that his options were jail or Tokyo, and immediately we're like, how do we? Why do we fuck up so much that we like yeah, people gonna, sign up to Tokyo? I go street racing after this. <laughs> to, 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 to Tokyo. Um, so yeah, he goes to Tokyo. He does not change his stick at all. He immediately <laughs> do the same thing again. Within two seconds, he's a part of the the, the racing subculture right. in Tokyo. Right, but in Tokyo they drift. They don't do this like bullshit muscle quarter, race quarter, life a quarter mile at a time <laughs> whatever he was doing <laughs> wrecking up uh, unbuilt suburbs drawbridges going up and jumping over other cars mid-area right yeah. in the process he get into um, debt to Han um, and in the process he starts slowly walking for Han and drifting and there's not much from there he he has to learn to drift and then he and the affection of the only other non-Japanese... Well, okay. The, the, the non-Japanese, non-black people in this movie. Well, yeah. He earns respect to her, but more importantly, he earns respect to the fishermen at the docks. Right. We'll get back to the fishermen at the yeah. docks. They seem, they're more important than they seem, Jim. I, don't tell me that's a thing later. Oh, they're back for nine! The fishermen's are back! <laughs> no. But... Uh, nothing would surprise me at this point. But Han, who um, helped him out with the uh, not quite Yakuza, kind of like Yakuza peripheral guy he got into trouble with. Yeah, Yeah, DK, Donkey Kong slash Drift King. Um, uh, Han is his business partner, but he take uh, our boy Sean under his his wings, (laughs) not his arms, (laughs) and um, take care of him. And eventually it turns out that Han was... Um, ripping off DK, and in the process, uh, there was a big race, get killed, and it all, surprise, surprise, had to get settled in a giant race. Honestly, it, I I hate myself <laughs> for not noticing straight away, like, oh, this ends in a race, right? Mm. Like, I forgot for a solid minute that this was a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> I, that, That's how good this that, movie that, yeah. It's not a good movie. Well, no, no we it's just not, love it's it. It's not how good this movie is. It's how the bar was lowered after two. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah, exactly. It just, it was not bad, which after two means it was great. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah. Han died. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, there's the duel. Yeah, there's the yeah. duel, which he, um, tried to, he, which he managed to arrange after appealing straight to Sonny Chiba. Mm. And, man. Uh, this is the beginning of um, the trend for Fast and Furious movie in which they somehow con actors and actresses which are way above the franchise to somehow show up and have a great time chewing scenery. I, I had to pause the movie in the opening credits when I saw Sonny Chiba's name. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Sonny Chiba's in this movie? You did. You, uh, uh, Jay made two double takes at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> One, which is like, says Bawa. He said Bawa in this movie. Second yep. time, you're like, Sonny Chiba is in this movie. But for completely opposite reasons. Like, <laughs> Bawa, I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't heard that name in 20 years. <laughs> and then Sonny Chiba, like, they got Sonny Chiba? <laughs> 
Sonny Chiba and Bow Wow in the same movie, you have to realize is batshit insane. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thankfully, they didn't share a single scene together. <laughs> so anyway, so that's 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 pretty much the end of the movie. They they managed to settle it all in a big fancy race down the Chichiba Mountains, and of course, our main character Sean wins. Using sheer power of American muscle, yeah, yeah, and his, and his father accepting his <laughs> yeah. accepting him as a fuck up. Yep, 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 yep. Because yep. his father's also a fuck up. Yep, yep. So that's pretty much the plot. So where do you yeah. want to start? Oh man, I mean, first off, let let's start at the very end of the opening credits. This fucking high school that they're in. All right. <laughs> first off, it's it seems like the worst high school in America. Right. Um. All the all the classes are really really like you're either a super jock or you're a super car nerd or you're super the guy getting his fucking belly painted and shit like like you're you're very much one thing you you just there's no room for moving around this high school like no. you show up day one you're this person you're you just that that guy but yeah definitely yeah. but you know what I appreciated though they show the um metal detectors and the security screenings which uh american movies featuring high schools pretty much never shows like they they uh, they never tackle that aspect of american school which have become like real fucked up right I mean, to, to be fair though I, I that was never my school experience right. i mean it could be the part of the country i grew up in um, well, this is also 2006. Uh, yeah, true, true. Like, I, think, I know I know the joke you're about to make, too. Right. Just go for it. Just, just fucking say it. This is like a decade after you went to school, man. There it is. Uh, at least one every episode. One every episode. That's, right that's my time. promise. You can set your watch to it. Lynn makes fun of Jay being old. 10.23 every night. See the text I get. Uh, all right, so you know how else I knew this is the shittiest high school in America? It had the shittiest son from Home Improvement on it. <laughs> I was checking the trivia session for notes before, and it says that, and I'm like, this is not relevant. But then you were watching the movie, and you're like, that's the guy, that's the son from Home that's Improvement. A stu- that's a stupid old little brother from Home Improvement. <laughs> Apparently, he got really into cars in the process of Home Improvement, that uh-huh. he he wanted to like be in this <laughs> Yeesh. Oh, and the other thing is that scene where they go through that um, metal detector and him like waving and uh, do the mascot, the penguin mascot in Sword and Shield, and the penguin mascot like slow motion winking back. That could be a Blink 182 music video, right? <laughs> like anybody set that scene to any Blink 182 song and it would fit. <laughs> I'm picturing my head, and it works. Yeah, it, it probably you, you works. Bang on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is like guys, all the, the small, the small things. things. Yes. Yes, I see it. I 100% see it. I mean, how how great of a shit stirrer was Barbie in the Barbie and Ken duo? <laughs> She's the worst person. I honestly, I I kind of dug her after that. No, not, not in like, like a, a oh oh she's amazing. like that's actually kind of a fucking badass stance to take. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what? If you love me, erase me. I'm gonna fuck. Win the race. Winner gets me. Yeah. 
Yeah. To a point where I start to feel bad for, bad for this like shitty jock, shitty uh, Big Ben Junior. <laughs> if you don't follow American football, football look up. No, Big don't, don't, <laughs> don't look don't. up Big Ben. <laughs> but he do, he does look like he could be Big Ben. Oh so. yeah. And yeah. what is he like? Generic sports guy. He's in football gear and he threw a baseball yeah. at the, <laughs> at Sean's car. And I started to feel bad for him, right? I'm like, dude, grow some self-respect. Like, if your girlfriend is like, oh, you got to win me in a race against this guy, just drive away. <laughs> but he's not that guy. No, no, no. no. He, he has no self-respect. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I actually, I really dug that race in as well. Like, obviously, they're going to shoehorn a race in there. Like, that one I called straight away. That, that one, that one, as soon as the ball went through the back of like, the and, and they're like, it looks like they're going to fight. Like, they're not going to fight. They're going to race. Yeah. Well, they were almost going to fight until they realized that Sean was packing a wrench. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> they were like about to beat him up four on one, and then suddenly there was like ten. <laughs> it was a football team. There's eleven aside, fifty three in the whole team. Okay, like there was like four guy walking towards. Him. Yeah, yeah. If they want to get Dulles or Paul Walker, they would have got him. Like they're not gonna let a wrench stop that. Right, exactly. What What does it give him? Like three extra inch of reach. Yeah. But but no, the girlfriend had to step in and be like. Yeah, 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 don't don't, don't mess, mess up, up the face, face of the guy I really want. want. Let's, <laughs> let's just race. How about that? And that race was pretty good. It destroyed a lot of shit. They destroyed a lot of property. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Including a really expensive car. I presume the home improvement son was building up these. <laughs> uh? <laughs> That's how he got a cameo. <laughs> he had to build these houses. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen comes <laughs> out after the truck is like, oh, not a fucking game. <laughs> And then we went to, uh, of course, they all get arrested. And then yeah, that yeah. great scene of him trying to still pick up the girl with his blood, uh, his teeth yeah, covered in blood. See, see I, I can't, can't tell, tell if that was him, him you know, trying, trying to pick her up or that, that him just taking the piss. The end, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't so, have enough personality to be taking oh, the I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I, I think he has a little bit of shit stir in him. Or he, he does. Yeah, yeah, honestly, true. I could... I can see that being in character. <laughs> and then we meet the worst cop who's like, he's, he's aware of the inherent unfairness of the system and he loves it. He's like, <laughs> see those rich people? I'm not even going to touch those rich people. <laughs> They're going to get off. See you with you. Your, I you, got you motherfuckers and you, you poor. And you broke ass. <laughs> I'm going to make an example of you. And I'm going to perpetuate the system. <laughs> and there's like low-key implication that the mother is like swapping sexual favors for oh, his no, no. release. It was, it was to the point where basically the cop walked out of the office with, their, with his fly still down. <laughs> Man, that, that room is like one-fourth class. I don't think there was anything happening there. Yeah, no, they made him watch. <laughs> like, you see what your mother does for you? Look, I bet there is a cut in which... The cop like does his fly out after walking right, out let's, of that let's scene. Let's watch. Let's watch the Justin Lin cut. <laughs> let's see if there's anything different. So their solution is jail or Tokyo. Yes, yes. Usually when I fuck up, uh, yes, they're like, "Oh, would you like to go on holiday or to prison?" I'm like, "Oh, well, obviously prison." <laughs> Definitely not Tokyo. No, no. But immediately, right? And what th- impresses me throughout this movie is. Um, uh, they don't, they didn't shoot all of this on location, but clearly all of this is shot in a way that respect what 
Tokyo looked like, the vibe of Tokyo, what Japan feels oh, like. It, yeah, it, it definitely had the vibe going on. It definitely felt like it, it was very immersive. Mm. Uh, and again, another thing I liked about the movie yeah. is very immersive. And like, I know this seems like a low bar, but if you watch a lot of blockbusters, you would, <laughs> you would be surprised how much people fuck up just like saying like oh this is in mexico now and it's just like no this is los angeles <laughs> yeah just with a yellow filter it's a, it's a car park in los angeles oh my god the yellow filter yeah, the, the mexico yellow filter <laughs> just like the moscow blue filter even breaking bad did the mexico they yellow definitely filter. did the mexican yellow filter <laughs> yeah it's yeah exactly they didn't just put a filter on like oh yeah japan right and like uh, recognizable places and how shitty the dead's uh, place is. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that was pretty on point. Like, right. Was, yeah. Like, it was, there was actually a lot of detail in that. Yeah. We were living in, Air- we were staying Airbnbs in Japan on all our trips. And yeah, that's, that makes sense. It, yeah. Again, it really, really captured the vibe in it. Became, it. And the dead, even though he has a shitty little apartment, he was in the middle of um, Shinjuku, right? He must be paying through the teeth for that. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't have been cheap. And especially, you know, if he's got hooker money to go around. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. You think that's a, a girl he picked up or hooker? Hooker. You think? Yes. I think, I think American, oh, American doesn't do well. Foreign, foreign, foreign people do well in Japan, but Japanese right. people definitely do not right. like American. Just, Justin Lin, Hollywood. if you're watching this right now, in the, in the comments. I'm going to tweet at him. Yeah, tweet at him. Tweet at him. <laughs> Dude, Adam. <laughs> 15 years down the track, some yeah. guy on Twitter is going to be like, hey, is that a hooker or hooker a girlfriend? Hooker one night stand. <laughs> hooker one night stand. No, definitely not a girlfriend. No. Yeah, no, no. That's, yeah, it's definitely not a date. I mean, it could be a drunken... It could be a drunken... Yeah, I was thinking... One night stand, maybe. Like, but I'm not, see- No, it's a hooker. He seemed to be living in the, the, the bar area of Shinjuku, so maybe. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying, I'm willing to give that dude, like, he's well built, he's a silver fox, I'm, I'm willing to make, I'm willing to think he has some game, okay? I don't know, if, uh, I don't know what that actor's name is, but if you're watching right now, <laughs> we'll, we'll put, we'll put Lynn's, Lynn's home phone number right here on the bottom of the screen. It's just gonna be Jay's dick again, isn't it? Yeah. Alright. We're gonna put your number. <laughs> Please don't do that. All right, let's move on from the silver right. fox. <laughs> so he kicks the hooker out and then brings him in like, oh, yeah, you know that bed we just fucked in? <laughs> yeah. as, soon as, as soon as he says, you get the bed, I'll take outside. I'm like, you mean the bed you were just fucking in like 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> just, just waiting for like pick up a used condom. Just... Uh. Uh, yeah. All right. So anyways, uh, so yeah, he, he goes to bed, he wakes up. And what's waiting for him in the morning? <laughs> Your train leave at 7 a.m. Because, you know, that's a good enough note for somebody whose first day in Tokyo have to catch a train to school. <laughs> uh, you figured out. <laughs> and I love how he's, like, consulting, like, a touristy map. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not good enough. It, it doesn't even give any information. Like, what school? Like, which where, what station? Like, <laughs> well, just give me something. Even if you assume they have discussed that all off screen, that note is real stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah. somehow he find he find his way there. Only a few uh, only a few minutes late. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, he he walks in, and 
is immediately shouted at in Japanese. <laughs> Doesn't speak Japanese. Does not speak a word of Japanese. Yeah. Is shouted at in Japanese um, for a very, very simple request. <laughs> well, to be fair, she asked him in Japanese if you speak Japanese. And ah. he's like, he's, he nodded. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you didn't check. You- so Fast and Furious 2, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. I translate all the Spanish for you. I don't speak Japanese. Well, I just understand the phrase, do you speak Japanese? Oh. <laughs> I, like uh, Nihongo means Japanese. <laughs> next topic. Uh, this is around the time I really noticed how terrible Sean's accent was. Oh, my God. It's really, really <laughs> hammed up his southern accent. Like, they just... They... they they took a guy who had a face like Hugo Weaving, and they put. Uh, Do you think he looks seventeen? No, no, he he looks, he looks no. How old do you think he is at the time? Thirty-two. <laughs> He's, He's twenty-four. That motherfucker doesn't look twenty-four. They hire somebody who looks thirty plus to play a seventeen-year-old, even though he's twenty-four. They pulled a total Luke Perry with that one. <laughs> He comes in with his forehead wrinkles and his gray <laughs> to, hair. To, to be fair, um, nobody in that high school looks 17. Yeah. At least that's more believable than like the Spider-Man bullshit where everybody else is a kid except Tobey Maguire who's a grown-ass man. I haven't seen those movies either. Uh, taking notes. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Do you remember what I called him? He's He is essentially... The Huckleberry Finn of racing. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he is. He's like he he. All he have is that homespun Southern wisdom, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know much, man, but I know <laughs> good hard work. <laughs> oh, I'm just surprised he didn't call anybody the N word at yeah. some point. <laughs> Start whitewashing Han's car. Uh, read, read, read Huckleberry Finn. There's a lot, a lot of Ooh. Anwar dropped in that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, one of my favorite parts. Who is Sean's first friend at the Japanese school? <laughs> oh, I don't know if he's a friend. He's the one who's trying to like sell Sean a, a thousand things. But it's Bow Wow. Bow fucking. Wow. Is he going by Little Bow Wow at the time? Or is no. he is he at that stage where I he's like, call me Bow Wow? I think it's proper Bow Wow. I think, I think like 2000, 2001, that was Little Bow Wow. Yeah. And then he just grew up and, yeah. Look, I think, I think if a motherfucker is going to play a 17-year-old in a movie, you can't be like, don't call me Little Bow Wow. That's insulting. Like, you still, you're going to play a 17, you're still little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he should have reverted back to Little Bow Wow. Right. Yeah. But he's good in this, though. I enjoy him. Yeah, he. I mean, he's somewhere between Ja Rule and Ludacris. Right. I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was not going to give him Ludacris, but definitely, like, three steps above Ja Rule. Oh, I mean, yeah. It, pretty much anyone would have been three steps above Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't take much. Ja Rule is an awful, <laughs> awful... Well, here we are, the third movie, and I'm still talking about how bad Ja Rule was. <laughs> but, yes, his little, like... Gig economy hustle persona, love it. Yeah, no, that was great. 
That was great. Like he really, and that helped him. That helped later on the movie, kind of get him into the gang. And yeah, it, it made him fit. You know, he, yeah, he yeah. had he had a role to play in that gang. Yeah, and his little speech about like, oh, all these all these women uh, are like sick of the tryhards, and at the end of the day, when you're tired and is not uh, want to stop fronting, who do you come to? The little guy that who yeah. makes him laugh. Yeah, he, he has a little scam going. Oh, we we, we jumped over a little bit there because I mean. We, we missed the whole him, you know, him, uh, sorry, Sean immediately getting sucked into the racing underworld of Tokyo. Right. Like, it took him a good 10 minutes before he went from new guy in the block to like. He was race, completely uninterested and then he saw against, the steering wheel. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, you know, five minutes later, he's racing the drift king of Tokyo. <laughs> okay, before that, little Bawa, what do you think of his car? Oh, the, the, Hulk the incredible Hulk car! Yeah, uh, that was a good reveal, actually, because you know you knew you were going to get something ridiculous. Yeah. Like as soon as they started, you know, playing it up, you're like, okay, th- this is—it's not going to be some fucking. He's not going to have a souped-up Nissan Skyliner or anything. Yeah. It's going to be something ridiculous, and I was not expecting <laughs> an incredible Hulk car with the Mohawk Wallbreaker Hulk. It's yeah, a deep dive. For Marvel fans, it's a very specific version of Hulk that he's representing, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. That was a very, very good reveal. And, and Do anybody who has seen that little car elevator thing and is surprised or find it unbelievable, those are real things. Yeah. Those are real things in Tokyo. And when, when I did exchange, uh, my host sister like park her car in those to go daytime clubbing in a, like a black out warehouse <laughs> those things are real man let's see so uh the hulk car yeah. uh then next thing they go to the first race the mm. first race in tokyo of the movie and uh it was good to see that the fast and furious still are keeping up the whole trend of the eye candy oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the, every race opens with tits and ass shots right short skirts Low tops, cleavage, skin, barely, barely dressed woman. <laughs> you know, uh, does it say something about us, or does it say something about Japan, or about the movie that it seems less egregious when it's in Tokyo? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, we we both been we've been to Harajuku, and we <laughs> right. Seen... It's because I think like we've seen live that like sometimes people deliberately show up to certain places to show off and dress certain ways. Yeah. Right? So, so maybe we see it as more of a cultural thing than than uh, maybe an exploitation of the female body. Well, it's not just that. I think it's because in the first uh, like not just in the first two uh, uh, later ones as well. There's a lot of. Asian woman in those scenes, right? Because yeah. uh, because of the car scene, especially the underground racing scenes and the, the souped up car scene. They, uh, what I imagine for people who um, are in those circles, realistic um, cross-section of racial representation but to us it jumps out like it seems like a lot of a lot it seems a lot like fetishization to have mm-hmm. that many like scandally clad Asian women. And maybe it's just realistic because in in the Tokyo scene we just feel like yeah it's normal like we've we we've, we've been through we walked through Harajuku we walked through Akihabara and we've seen girls dressed like yeah. that and, and you know I was a hundred percent on board with everything you just said until two seconds later where Bao hands Sean a box of tissues and says in case you blow your wad. <laughs> 
Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying the movie did it better. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it seems less egregious yeah, for, for during us, the yes. setting because yeah. <laughs> it during the setting. <laughs> but do you? What do you think about Sean at this point in this movie? Uh, yeah, he's he's a bit he's a bit dimwitted. Um, but also he's a bit passionate. Yeah, like I I I, I don't hate him. As a character, like I, I don't mind as a character. I think he's a bit kind of hammed up in the uh, in the slow southern boy kind of kind of thing. Like that, they could have made him a bit a bit more streetwise. But I mean, at the same time, he handles himself pretty well. So, right, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind it. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think what annoyed me about him at that point is that he just wouldn't get out of his own way. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I would like I feel like in this situation I would be I wouldn't be fronting that much. Uh, <laughs> he does front a lot. Yeah, like he, he. To be fair, I think he's just too dumb to understand what the yakuza is. Yeah, but also he, he's again he's streetwise enough where he can kind of. It's all about ego with him. It's yeah, all about yeah. pride. That's like, what he just yeah exactly. Which exactly. which annoys me because I'm like take a step back and study a scene a little bit. You know, like get get. Get the guy you hate back in some other most subtle way. Uh, so, speaking of the guy he hates, yeah. guess who makes a return appearance for <laughs> Fast and Furious 3? It's, it's our old friend Johnny Tran. It's not Johnny Tran, but it's also like, <laughs> you look at Johnny Tran and you say, hey, can I copy your homework? <laughs> yeah, sure. Just change enough. Just change Just a little bit. The teacher doesn't know. And that's how we get... Uh, what's his face? I don't even remember. It's a DK. DK, yeah. But I don't know his real name. Yeah, no one knows his real name. <laughs> but he just calls himself like, oh yeah, I, I can draft good, so just call me Draft King. Um, so, Drift King. Oh, Drift, yeah, Drift King, Draft King. Yeah, uh, so, um, so he meets the new Johnny Tran, a uh, DK, and, uh, they become the best of friends immediately, and then the credits roll, right? <laughs> this guy's worse than Johnny Tran, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as criminal activity, yes, definitely. I think Johnny Trang seems to be like... I guess Johnny Trang got pissed off simply because Dom and Brian was in his territory. But I I see that as a lot more reasonable for a gangster than Mm. how DK acted in this movie just because somebody is talking to his girlfriend. A slash adopted sister. Yeah, yeah. That, it <laughs> we got, just got so It got later. really Pornhub from there on. <laughs> but yes, at that point we didn't know that fact yet. At that point, it was simply his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although she didn't really seem to like him, but obviously there's a reason that they were together. Right, but that's a fucking common trope that happens all the time, right? Yeah. Like the girls seem too nice for the guys to a point where you're like, why are they even together? Mm. Uh, but it's a trope I hate because... Well, it's lazy writing is what it is. Yeah, and I know, I know. It happens all the time in real life. It's an easy device that writers use. Right, exactly. To be like, like oh, I don't why, is, re- why is she with him? Yeah. We don't like that person. Yeah. We want them to Right, them to especially when the person is so nice in comparison. Yeah. I hate that. Like, if a show will show that the the character is also flawed and you can see exactly why yeah. they will stick around, for her, for this movie, to be fair, Neela doesn't get that much characterization, but she just seems too good for this to be sticking around with this guy. To, to be fair, we just described every rom com. 
Right. Like we could have just said a generic version of that last right. rant, and, the, and we could literally been talking about any rom com movie. Right. And this is back in 2006. It's still yeah. happening to, to, today. Like, oh, absolutely. There was a recent um, Netflix show where I was thinking the same thing. First season of Stranger Things, that happens. Yep. But yeah, so we have that race for her. And <sighs> this is my least favorite part about the movie. I know he can't drift. I'm willing to accept that. I know he's not used to drifting, but the scene where he's like, what's drifting? You race cars. You need to know what drifting is, even if you can't do it properly, and even if you can't win a race entirely centered around drifting. Right? Like... Yeah. Like, you you game on PCs, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you, do, do you have an Xbox? What's an Xbox? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's just yeah. All right. Uh back to the notes. What do we got? What do we got? Um oh, oh, the introduction of Han. Yes. I loved the introduction of Han and I loved Han as a character and I loved the chemistry between Sean and Han. Yes. I thought that was fantastic. It was the exact opposite of Paul Walker and Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Absolutely great. Another thing I loved about this movie. And again, I'm only loving this about the movie because the bar was set so <laughs> but unbelievably I think, low. I think Han is a great character. Yeah, Han is awesome. And you know, he's um, <laughs> he's actually a, a universe-jumping character because Justin Ling has a very successful uh, indie movie called Better Luck Tomorrow, and Han is a character in that movie right. named Han. Um, so he just liked the actor... And the character he plays so much that he just re- recast him in this movie, same character name, and like the cheeky implication is that hey, maybe they're in the same universe. Well, I was about to say, is better luck next time in the Fast and Furious? <laughs> well, nobody else have crossed over yet, but the only thing they changed is Han is yet a- is the operative word. Yet is the operative word. Yeah. Uh, the only thing they change is Han is a chain smoker in that movie. Okay. But this is a he's PG a binge, movie. He's a binge eater in yeah. this movie. So, yeah. So yeah, they can't have him chain smoking because that will ri- that will yeah. crank out the rating. So they have him binge eating. The implication is that he has quit since then, and he's picked up a different vice for this. Right. So it it is definitely canon then. <laughs> And I expect that in Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> well, we have to watch Better Luck tomorrow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, how was Fast and Furious 9? Oh, yes. Um, what people don't know is I have seen uh, the last episode, seen Fast and Furious 9. It's so good, Jay. Uh, <laughs> when you say good, do you mean uh, like Oscar-worthy Whatever I say so good about a Fast and Furious movie, means- all the qualifications are there. It means like, if you love, if you have learned to love these characters, if you have learned to love the escalation and the ridiculous shit they get up to, man, it escalate. And like, I'm so jealous of you, Jay, for being able to go through one to nine in a row in Queen Succession like this time. Because... I watched nine and I'm like, I'm real glad I'm doing these podcasts and just recently rewatch the early movies because. Well, you, you know, I may have had another part of Fast and Furious nine spoiled for me the other day. Oh, yeah. 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 So you, you would have heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. So uh, I was uh, every now and then I do uh, radio announcer shifts at a local radio station here in Brisbane. 
And uh, the show that was on after me is actually a pop culture interest show called, uh, what was it, To Infinity. It's called To Infinity. And during the change... Do you know what they were referencing? Uh, to Infinity and Beyond. Oh, yes. Okay, good. You've that, seen Twice Story. Too. Well, I, I, was, Twice I, was, Story. I was there when they played their theme music at the uh, beginning yeah. and heard that part. <laughs> but anyways, I, I, during the changeover, I was asking them, oh, you know, what's your show about? And they're talking about the pop culture nature of their show. They uh, they they do pop culture reviews and, and they talk about movies and, and a lot of things that are kind of happening in the pop culture space. And I happen to mention this podcast. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, oh, stay on. Pitch your podcast. So... I stuck. I stayed on, and uh, I started talking about how we were going to the Fast and Furious, uh, Furious movies, and how they were getting increasingly more r- ridiculous as we went through. And uh, and and the girl Winona on on the show was like, "Oh yeah, number nine's in space." And I'm like, "Oh no, spoilers!" <laughs> she hasn't seen it. To be fair, when yeah. you guys di- when you guys did that podcast, it's not out yet. Oh no, it was yesterday. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I don't know uh, if she's seen it. It's uh, not. It's not set in space, okay, which is okay. what she said, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, set in space. And then when I was driving home from the radio station, I was listening to their show, and uh, they apologized <sighs> to me on, on on the show after I left because they started talking about how it is potentially the case that the Jurassic World franchise. Right. Finds its way into the Fast and Furious universe. <laughs> so this happens a lot because Justin Lin, director of this movie and the director of a lot of the rest of the movie, though not all, um, uh, he get interviewed uh, about this or any other projects. And people always try to work in a stupid question about Fast and Furious because they know the franchise revel in stupidity and escalation. So they always ask questions like, would you cross over with Pacific Rim? And he's a fanboy as much as I am uh, of the movies he shoot. And he know what people love about it. And he always never closed the door on any of these stupid questions. He always like, yeah, why not? He's like, yeah. Yeah, Vin Diesel will get in a giant robot if the opportunity arises. And recently somebody asked... Um, that question about would you cross over with Jurassic Park because both are owned by Universal. And he's like, yeah, of course. If there's a good story, I would. And I appreciate that. And, but at, at the same time, every time he does it, all the clip-ing, uh news outlet are like, oh, maybe Fast and Furious is going to cross over with Jurassic Park. Well, no, the r- director is open to it, but he's just a director. He doesn't own the rights. <laughs> but also at the same time, I totally watch that. All right, so what other Justin Lin properties are there out there that he could probably... Uh, to be fair, Jurassic Park, he, I think Justin Lin has directed one of the movies. It's okay. not a Justin Lin property. It's a Justin Lin joint. <laughs> uh, he's done a Star Trek movie. Oh. <laughs> Is that how they end up in space? <laughs> The final frontier. Yeah. <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> beam me up. <laughs> beam me up, Spock. <laughs> beam me Vin, up, Scotty. <laughs> does Vin Diesel boldly go where no man has gone before? Oh, you have to, you have to watch uh, Chronicles of Riddick for Vin Diesel boldly going where no man has gone before. Oh, I gotta watch more stuff. <laughs> All right. But anyway, well... You'll get you'll get to nine, and I'm really looking forward to you getting to nine. I'm really looking forward to this escalation, and yes, hopefully, uh, Fast and Furious keep crossing over with ridiculous stuff. All right, all right. Well, back to this movie. Then. <laughs> yes. Uh, back to the Han introduction again. Big fan of Han, and 
just the nonchalantness of but Han. But here's the thing, right? I've never discussed with you about Han before. Like, I personally love Han. All our circle of uh, friends who love Fast and Furious, they all love Han. Yeah. It's just, he just naturally clicked. You see him yeah. for like 10 minutes and you're like, I like Han. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the non plus nature of how he's just like, Meh, let's see what the kid got. Take my car. <laughs> yeah. And, and knowing full well he's just going to fuck the car up. <laughs> yeah. Although like, I don't think he was prepared for how much he was going to fuck it up. Yeah. He's like, it's cool, man. Just, I'm having my noodles, man. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Just eating these chips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, uh, Dollar Store Paul Walker fucks his car up pretty good. <laughs> um, and uh, Dollar Store Johnny Tran beats him in the race. Yep. And thus. Sets off the, the the chain of events that really builds this movie out, and man, great great concept. I mean, obviously you you see the fact that you know uh, what's his name Sean fucks up the car, so obviously he's going to be working for Han, mm-hmm. and then they become mates, and then like that happens very quickly. Yeah, but... It, it, but I mean, it's it's obvious the progression, right. but you know what? It was still an enjoyable progression. Right. Like, yep, Sean is in debt to Han. Yep. Han and 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 fucking DK, they have static. So you know what? He's obviously going to use them as a tool to get into uh, into into DK's head. And you know what? The whole thing just works. Yeah. It really the, the chemistry and, and it, it was written well enough where I could just sit there and enjoy the ride. Han carried that interaction. He did. And you know the only unrealistic thing, uh, only unrealistic uh, portrayal about Japan and Tokyo they had is. When Sean goes to collect for Han, uh, uh, in the hot springs, uh, oh, yeah, with the sumo wrestler, yeah. with the sumo wrestler, all the guys <laughs> are wearing towels. Oh yeah, yeah. which been... I mean, I I know why they have to because this movie is not eighteen plus. You can't just have twenty guys hanging down, but that's not how it works. There was a lot of penis. Yeah, they, the the towel they give you. To take into the um, hot springs, wouldn't cover that microphone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like this big. It's it's smaller than most hand towels. Like <laughs> I've been there multiple times, and I've been there with friends. And one of our mutual friends tried to walk in with his towel, and <laughs> the, yeah. the guy's yeah. like, "Oh no, no, no! You leave that in the locker." <laughs> yeah, man, gotta hang down. Yeah, so much dog. <laughs> so much dog. If you weren't friends before, you'd be friends after that. <laughs> the most un- uh, the most unsettling thing is when you finally get into the um, hot water and you're relaxing and you're like, oh, this is good. And then suddenly, every once in a while, the guy who's sitting opposite you would just duck under water. You're like, whoa, where are you going? <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not making a homophobic joke. It's just alarming when you're not used to public unity. And then you're just on like high alert, and then whenever people around you make a sudden move, you're like, "What's happening?" Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> exactly. When when senses are heightened, every little movement is like, "What are you doing?" What's like you're like a frightened cat. Yeah. And I know, I know, it's because we have more of a puritan- puritanical exactly. views on unity, but still, it's funny. It's it's I, yeah, funny. it's us, not them. But also, ah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, 
probably the only product placement that I really, really picked up on this whole movie. Because, again, the first two movies, heavy, heavy product placements. The only one that really stuck out for me was our old favorite, the old Motorola flip phone. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motorola flip phone. Everyone. But though they do talk about um, Air Jordans and um, uh, iPods as well in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but that, those are passing references. And NOS come back. NOS, NOS always, NOS on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's going to die. That's yeah. just an this, immediate death threat. <laughs> yeah, it's a suicide machine. <laughs> yes. So this movie was made in 2006. Remember that. Yep. We'll come back to it in a few episodes. <laughs> but the flip phone. That's, that's ominous. <laughs> yeah, the old Motorola flip phone. I'm pretty sure I still have mine somewhere. Like, if I went through my through a box of my stuff in my parents' attic, I'd almost guarantee my old Motorola Razor be in there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it kind of made me miss it. You know, the old flip phone, they're pretty cool, man. And, and you know, product placements don't normally work on me. But this one works to the point where if I had access to a flip phone, I'd probably get a flip phone. <laughs> I think the flip phones are coming back, man. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. I think a major company recently was manufacturing a flip phone. I can't remember which company it was. Motorola, send me a flip phone. <laughs> Please. We're going to need to get more than double digits viewers <laughs> before. All right, all right, all right, all right. More people out there, watch the video so I can get a free flip phone. Please. But even Motorola, they they leaning into their meme, um, uh, you know, throwback identity. I mean, dude, that's stuff. fifteen years ago. That's you can get nostalgia after fifteen years, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's 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 about time that that shit came back. But you know what I like about the flip phones in this? Uh, the the little zoom in and zoom out of like pixelated phone screens to oh, actual yeah. screens. Yeah. They they do a good job in this. Yeah, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you know immediately the the visual uh, flair that Justin Ling brought to this franchise? You know, like, uh, they all just popcorn action movies. Yeah, right? This course. one have a visual identity. Yes. Like, first two movies, you change the name, you slot into the other racing franchises. Like, if it weren't for Vin Diesel or Paul Walker, like, it could fit in anything. But yeah. this one... It visually, it, it start to have that yeah, identity. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it was very, very immersive. There was, in the early racing, there was this uh, CGI close-up of DK the, um, swinging his, the tail of his car around, like inches from the wall, yeah. which you turn around to me and you said, this is much better than 1 and 2. Oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't like the, the intro to Doctor Who. As, <laughs> as soon as, as they get in the car, the, the dun, side dun, mirrors dun, dun, are just dun, like dun, lights dun, going dun, by. Oh, so that's one pop culture thing you you remember, the fucking Doctor Who thing. <laughs> yeah, one, I can have one thing, right? <laughs> I'm still watching Doctor Who. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen an episode. Oh, yeah, Jesus. I can... I can know what a theme song is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, the, the CGI was a vast improvement. Again, just everything that I really found difficult to, to, to swallow in the first movie is, uh, sorry, in, in, in number two is, uh, not present in this. So I, I am actually thoroughly enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, again, I, like my next note was good chemistry. Good chemistry between Sean and Han. Yeah. Um, you know, they felt, it felt like 
they became buddies. Yep. Uh, it wasn't like Tyrese and, and Paul Walker like just forcing their way through dialogue right. and and you know pretending to 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 you know go into a bit of a con- competition over even Mendes and stuff like that. Like yeah. this felt good. And even Neela and Sean, good se- chemistry. Yeah. Separately, they not much, but whenever they together, when they bounce off each other, and I think you would buy why these two characters would gravitate towards yes. each other in this foreign country, yeah. right? And uh, like I, I love, I love Han's line. Why can't you just find a nice Japanese girl like all other white girls, in, white guys in Japan? <laughs> really realistic because like i'm like oh I'm, they have chemistry but i'm also like come on man just like don't just go after any girl who isn't a yakuza girlfriend yeah. but out of everyone in this movie han is the character that could stand up on his own um every other character needs another character to to really you know have have some you know bring something to the table but han could I, I could watch an hour of Han on his own, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he didn't need anyone else, but he worked very well with everyone that he worked with. <laughs> so, um, do you have any notes before we talk about the um, learning drifting scene? Uh, so, exactly how fast do you have to be driving to, uh, to evade the police in Japan? Oh, he's, they said hun- over 180. 180. So... Uh, 180 kilometer per hour. So, if you Americans, (laughs) yeah, if you want to break the law in Japan, all you have to do is be in a car that can go above 180 kilometers per hour, and you'll get away. (laughs) This might be a big surprise to a lot of American listeners, but globally, police do not generally do car chases. Right. I should be committing way more crimes. But here's the thing. So. You could commit crimes, but you have to stop at some point, right? Yeah. Like, uh, the police chasing you while you're driving down the highway just put more people in danger. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. That, that is a fair point. I, I, I do get that. So, uh, like, what we mean we don't chase is not like they give up and you get a wave, you get a free crime. <laughs> <laughs> what we mean is they're not going to chase you down on the highway because that's just, unless they believe you are actively dangerous and potentially on your way to commit more dangerous, deadly crime, yeah. or if they think you're drink driving, like reckless driving, they will not chase you down because they're going to put more people in danger. All right. So, so it's not like they're sitting there following like 175. Well, that's what that's what this movie. Ah, not guilty. That's what this movie want us to believe, which is like it, it's simply because the cops car aren't fast enough, which is, I guess, makes sense, realistic. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, um, one of the, one of the things that I noticed in, in some of the Fast and Furious movies when they go to a party and they go through a room and they leave the party, but then they go into another room and it's just like another party with more women. Yeah, like, yeah. They go to they go to one party. It's a and, VIP lounge. Yeah. You know? All right. All right. The champagne room. Okay, okay. But then they go through that, and then it's the garage. Right. Like, okay, this is something you like? No, no, no. All right, how about this? Do you like <laughs> do you like the more women? Huh? Huh? Uh, it's okay. But he's underage, so... Uh, oh, how about cars? Oh, now we're talking. Yes. 
Sometimes they go through a room and they come up in the VIP room. Sometimes you end up in the Buddha torture room. The Buddha torture room. <laughs> but a lot of the time you will walk past some lesbians making a, which not a lot, not a lot of time. Every single fucking time. <laughs> I don't know why Fast and Furious keep doing this. Do they think they'd be inclusive? Are they? I'm, I don't think I'm qualified to judge. But <laughs> they keep putting it. <laughs> Every single fucking movie so far. And it's like, oh, oh, oh what, what a provocative thing, you know. To be fair, so far they still haven't had any like main characters like comment on it or gawk at them there yet. Was, there was gawking in this one, wasn't there? No, he walked straight past. Well, oh. we don't even see his reaction because he's behind the camera. Okay, the camera okay. just pans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so now I think we're into drift train. Right. So what so do you think? The, the red Evo, it's yours, and then boom. It's a montage, train. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta have a montage. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the the fisherman. Yep. That was a great litmus test for the montage. Yeah. So it starts off like, oh, look at this fucking idiot. Yeah. And then by the end, it's like, all right, all right. And, and, uh, as, as professional fishermen, we are in tune with the drift racing community, and we're able to judge those who drift race. So as long as you have our blessing, then you can go on to the drift racing <laughs> circuit. That's, that's what I got from that scene. <laughs> so two things about the fishermen, right? Yep. So one thing... They, they, they're in Fast and Furious now, aren't they? <laughs> well, first thing... Um, you didn't say no. <laughs> sell, I, I didn't say no. Celery man fishing by the riverside is very realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have encountered that in multiple occasions. My first ever trip to Japan um, exchange program in high school, I, uh, I woke up early, I looked out the window, and I saw a celery man with a briefcase, which I assume just have his documents in it, walk up to a riverbank, sit down, uh, like, like he opened his briefcase, and he took out metal parts, and start assembling it until it eventually become a fishing rod. I think like say a, he opened up as just full of worms. <laughs> it looked like it looked like a hitman's briefcase. <laughs> and he just slowly putting out metal parts and it become a fishing rod. And then Well, he, yeah, he's a hitman for fish. <laughs> he, he, put, he put his briefcase under his butt. He sit down. He's just fishing, right? And when he caught a fish, he he put it out and he put it in the briefcase and then he collapsed his fishing rod back into the briefcase and left. And I want, I, if a genie give me three wishes, I have to waste one of those wishes, like asking to talk to that guy. Like, what is your life like? This is like six in the morning. Are you going to work now with your suitcase full of fishing gear and fish? He's if like, not, why are you wearing a suit? He's like, bro, what are you fishing? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Second thing, that the guy in the blue jacket, he's the real drift king. Is he really? Yeah, he's the real drift king no of shit. Japan. Yeah, so ah. that's his cameo, and um, so that's his on-screen cameo, and he did a lot of stunt driving in this scene as well. In this movie as well, he did a lot of stunt driving for um, budget Johnny Trank slash DK. Mm-hmm. 
and the main character. And there were points in which he was doing um, drifting, stunt driving for the main character. And the, uh, Justin Lin, you have to keep communicating to them, you're driving too well. You have to, you have to let the tail spin out a little bit because yeah. at this point, uh, Sean has, yeah. is not that good at yeah. drifting. He's yet. been drift racing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. It, so it's not that good of a montage. You didn't get that good that fast. <laughs> so the the phrase DK and Drift King, it uh-huh. came from his nickname. Like he is the real Drift King. And you know so the he's l- actually the real Donkey Kong. <laughs> the real Donkey Kong, yeah. Uh, and uh you know that line Han said about uh drifting uh being perfected as a sport yep. in that in those mountains that they were practicing, Chichipa Mountains. That's also true, based on his real uh. life. He Damn. he perfected drifting as a sport in those mountains, and um, uh, I don't know if you heard of the anime Initial D. It's a very highly influential racing anime in Japan. Okay, and it also made its way to into a lot of like car guys uh, watch cues here. Like if right in if you're a car guy and you know your yeah, initial you, defense. If you're a human, that's also a car. Right in. <laughs> if you're a transformer, like, if you're yeah. an Autobot, let us roll in. <laughs> Bumblebee, hit us up. But yeah, like a lot of car guys, um, they they love this anime, and that anime take. Um, place over the same uh, mountainous pathways of Chichiba Mountains because it's all based on the real DK's life story. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was a delivery driver and then he became a um, dri- the drift king. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually like that little tidbit of information, and that adds a lot to the movie for right. me. Right. Yeah, and so like for the people, there was a little nod to the like people in the know, right? Which is yeah. like really obscure, and that happens a lot with Fast and Furious, especially later, in which they like um, they will do put things in that like they they know is not for the majority. Uh, uh, audience and they'll mm-hmm. just be like, eh, for the like the twenty people's like who will appreciate this, you know. Here you go, nice. And like it adds a lot for him, like approving Sean's uh, progress, oh, yeah. right? Totally, that's cool. Yeah, I really like that. Wow, I was not expecting that out of the fisherman story. <laughs> good, good montage, good montage. Yeah. So um, yeah. So clearly, Sean's in town for about three days. And all of a sudden, he's a drift expert after a, uh, right. a very, well, very serious moment. Well, there's a there's a um, escalation. Sean moved out of his dad's place and oh, moved in right. with Han well, and the crew. Well, first off, how how does Dad not know about all this shit already? Like to this point, is he just willfully ignorant? Like on day one, yeah. Sean comes home late. And well, he seems he seemed like a deadbeat, to be fair. Okay, yeah, that's that's actually yeah, that's that's probably more like it. Um, he's just a shitty father. Cool. Yeah. No, actually, that that answers all my questions. Yeah. I can close that note. Out. <laughs> and I love the little like capsule uh, that they sleep in and clearly boning in <laughs> that they're trying to imply. Which I I I've. I lived in those um, capsule hotels when I was in Japan. You, I don't know what kind of boning you're going to... they like a coffin, man. <laughs> Nobody's going to have fun. Like, like, oh, 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 there's definitely a fetish for that. Keep, keep your knees and elbows inside the ride at all times. <laughs> it's, 
I'm just planning out the logistics in my head. I feel like this is a challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. All right, All right next next trip to Tokyo. Lynn. <laughs> uh, we're getting separate capsules. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, ooh, what about fuckboy hair? Oh, uh, yes. A lot of fuckboy hair is in this. There's a lot yeah. of fuckboy hair in this. Uh, the, the blonde sidekick to... Yeah. Uh, to Dollar Store Johnny Tran. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he he definitely have a, a fuckboy hair. And in the Japanese school, a lot of like spiky hair. And we were discussing whether or not... like um, When we went back to Japan, um, the last time you and I went um, in the on the same trip, that was in 2019, mm-hmm. right? And I went again in 2020. <laughs> we just... Look, we just travel a lot, okay? I just, I don't just keep going back to Japan and over and over again. Um, we see, we still see those kind of hair around and we're mm-hmm. discussing whether or not it's gone away and come back or whether or not it just, whether it just stay there. Like it was just, you know, that's how it is. That's see, how it stays. We're not nearly enough on trend to know the difference. So right. again, uh, if you have fuckboy hair in the comments <laughs> below, Please let us know um, if 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 this is a new thing or if fuckboy has just been on trend for the past fifteen years. There are people who criticize my hair. Oh, you have you have supreme leader hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, my my <laughs> own my own mother says. That. <laughs> he says it reminds me of Kim Jong Il. <laughs> oh. Ouch. <laughs> I know. Oh, the duel. Oh, did I skip ahead? The duel? Like, what? What? what, what is before the duel? Which duel? The... The, the final duel. I, I, I'm getting oh, to the, the end of my the, 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 big, the big chase scene is... Um, the big chase scene in which Han explodes, man. Oh, that's the duel that I'm thinking okay. about. No, okay. I'm not thinking about the duel at the end. Uh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Let's go. Let's get on to that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Han dying. That was... That sucked. Well, I know, right? Because it's like our favorite character in the movie. I know. It was like back when Game of Thrones was good. When like someone, someone you were like, when, when um, what's his name? Oberlin. When Ober- Oberyn. Oberyn. When Oberyn died, that's how I felt when Han died. I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Why? You're, he, you're carrying this. <laughs> he exploded. He exploded very quickly too. Yeah. Like that car went from upside down to... Uh, explosion like that. Yeah, it was. It was he would he was t boned by a random car as well. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I mean, you only can only tempt fate so many times. True, I, but I mean, so many things had to line up. Like, first off, um, DK just waited way too long to use his gun. Right, like he waited till till the very end, like, oh yeah, gun. Fuck, I forgot I had that. Yeah, I could just kill these people. Right. Yeah, I think first. the unrealistic part about that is him even having a gun. Because I know he's connected, but even in Yakuza, the J- Japanese gun laws are so strict that gun crimes are almost non-existent in Japan. That's why a lot of like uh, Yakuza gang wars are stabbings and beheadings. Then <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's not even real Yakuza. He's n- nothing fuckboy. Yeah, Where did he get it? He's diet Yakuza. Yeah. yeah. Does but, he even have bullets? <laughs> Maybe that's why he's saving it. He has like six bullets. <laughs> it's actually just wood the whole time. <laughs> So he's just making the noise about boom, boom, <laughs> pew, pew, pew. But uh, yeah, he definitely opened fire on Han. Yeah, but getting to the real Yakuza, 
Sunny motherfucking Chiba. Yeah. Hell yes. Uh, yeah. Again, as Lynn mentioned earlier, somehow they managed to sucker Sunny Chiba into being into this movie. He's clearly loving every scene he's oh, in. Oh, absolutely. And every time he shows up, and this is what redeem, uh, DK's character, right? He's such a, such an obnoxious shithead in the rest of the movie. But as soon as Sunny Chiba shows up, he's shitting his pants. Yep. Yeah, which is good. Like, which actually not only uh, is accurate and reasonable of Sunny Chiba's presence, it also retroactively redeemed DK's character that he's not even he is stupid enough to front his uncle. Yep, yep. But he is stupid enough to not know that uh, that his partner was stealing from him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that little dialogue set up so, so good. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm a, Sunny Chiba's like, I'm a simple man. I don't understand math. This is all nonsense to me. And he's like, he's getting cocky. He's like, yeah, Oh, he's, it's all pretty simple. He's, he's like, juggalos are the magnets. <laughs> Finances, how do they work? <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. And DK is like, Oh, yeah. It's okay, know, old man. It's, it's okay. You, you're you know, just it's, stupid. It's, it's just all, it's all, you know, not it's, that difficult. It just looks more difficult. And yeah. then he drops the bomb. He's like, <laughs> Even I know your partner is stealing from you. <laughs> you simple bitch. Yeah. yeah. So that's what lead to Han getting offed. Yeah. 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 Han. And, and um, DK second in command also eats it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck boy here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He really yeah. eats it. He ruined like four other people's afternoon in the well, process. The thing is, like, he gets into one accident. And they're like, yeah, a couple seconds later, another car comes in. Now, like, Another second, another like five seconds past, another car just like careens into yeah, it. Just and then they like, go and, and they're sitting there, and then the other cars come by, and the other cars pass, and then like another second later, another car comes through. Like, Why are these cars breaking? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I bet they're still piling up now. 15 years later, they're still piling up on that. Not a single word exchange about his death after the fact. No, no. Not even DK is like, you killed my friend. Yeah, no. It's like, oh, fuck boy here. I won't care. Yeah. Yeah. Did he even have a name in the movie? He did, but you keep calling him fuck boy here, so we can't remember his name. Good enough. So it all leads to uh, the confrontation with the dead. And he's like, some of our friends who were watching with us didn't buy this scene. He's like, why would you let the... Why would you let Sean go and be like, oh, yeah, go solve this on your own? But I think it all makes sense when you realize that the dead is a real fuckwit. <laughs> he seems like the guy, which is what happened in this movie. He seems like the guy who would realistically be like, oh, you are going to take responsibility and like do some sort of homespun wisdom thing that I am going to actually ignore what I'm supposed to be doing, which is take, putting your safety and your well-being up front. But, oh, you're, you're finally being a man, you 17-year-old motherfucker, after getting involved with the Yakuza, taking, taking responsibility. Yeah, 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 you go. You go do that. He's like, son, listen. You fucked up everything in your life up to this point. And at this point in time, if you fuck up again, you're going to get murdered. So this is the perfect time to send you out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, just because he's like, no, Dad, like, finally, I'm taking responsibility for my own action, which means nothing. It could mean that, like, he's about to go kill a guy for some reason he conjured up in his head. Like, that, that conversation meant nothing without details, but he's like, oh, take my car, whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure if that dad has a number one dad mug, that he bought it himself. Yeah. No one is buying that mug. His, his hooker friend <laughs> bought it as a joke. It says number one daddy. Oh. <laughs> but yes. So do you want to? Uh, do you have anything to add before we go to the setup for the final race? Well, I mean, there's man versus car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That blonde guy should have been dead a long time ago because he tried to stop a car by yelling at it. Yeah, I forgot about man versus car. Uh, the drift of Shibuya. Yes. Oh, how good was that? Yes, it's very good. So in Japan, we did a, a go kart thing. Yeah, uh, they they're not officially allowed to call it Mario Kart anymore, but basically it's go kart of us in costume, generic Asian costume kart. Yeah, and they have to get rid of all the Nintendo costumes. Yep, they had to get rid of all the Nintendo ones. So I was uh, I was Goku. Yes, and I was Stitch. I remember that. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> So a group of us did that, and our course, because how much I love this movie, I make because I organized the whole thing. I make sure I pick the course that take us through the Shibuya crossing. Yeah. And as soon as that uh, <laughs> that crash happened, Jay is like, it's all clicking to <laughs> all my machination of past years. Lynn's been grooming me. <laughs> But, yeah, how cool is that? Like, the, the silence and the crash through the Shibuya crossing. Yeah, that place is not silent. You would not have been able to get away in yeah. time. Like, those people would have been just flung all over the streets. Yeah. To be fair, we didn't drive through the people in Shibuya you crossing. Did not. <laughs> we waited. We had to wait until the Shibuya scrambled, the famous, like, eight-way crossing stops. And we're all driving through, and all the pedestrians are waving at us. It's wow. great. I was trying I, to be an Uber. I was trying to see if people wanted rides anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You were like, you were waving at Japanese girls. Being like, when we were stopped under like overpasses, Japanese girls are like waving and laughing at us because we're all dressed in costumes and being dicks. And Jay's like, you want to come down and hop on? Like, hop. On, you can hop on the back of my friend. <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> He's having a great day. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean is presented with a choice next. Yes. He, uh, you know, Bow Wow, he meets up with Bow Wow, and um, Bow Wow's like, yo, get the fuck out of town, they're going to kill you. Yep. What does Sean decide to do? <laughs> he chose the death spot. He's like, oh, um, look, <laughs> I'm going to result to um, the cause and solu- the solution to all of my problems, racing. I can't believe I didn't realize immediately how they would resolve the business. <laughs> he I mean, said out loud, motherfucker, <laughs> when he said a race. <laughs> he's like, yeah, how do you resolve this beef? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, why don't we just do the same thing we do every fucking movie? <laughs> solve solve every problem with a race. What do you think about that final race? The final race. Uh, so there was a there was a slight montage mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, with with the Shelby, which mm-hmm. I, I was I, I quite enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it was 
it, it dude, it, it was DK's Mountain, right? Yeah. It, it, this was DK Mountain from Mario Kart. Yeah. Like, we've all raced that track, <laughs> but DK's the one that owns it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he's throwing banana peels out and shit. And, yeah, riding the barrel up. Yeah, exactly. We, we all know about DK racing. Um, I also it, like the visual metaphor of the Shelby, the tough American exterior, the culturally appropriated engine, Japanese engine inside. <laughs> With the training he got from a Korean guy living yeah. in Japan. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, the, the race is pretty good. Like, again, that was a really well... It was a well-shot scene. Like, Justin Lin did a very, very good job <laughs> in making sure that this scene was very well done. Yes. Oh, and um, one scene we forgot to discuss in where they, like... Um, Neela and Sean were flirting uh, in the same mountains where they like drifting in unison, yeah. but set to like soft music. Yeah, yeah. And like they like, it's almost like, uh, gymnastic, like rhythmic dancing. Yeah. Um, it, drifting. It, it, that it was, was good. fucking with cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just foreplay with cars. Yeah. It, it yeah. definitely was foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the tip. <laughs> yeah. Just the tip. And, and that scene was good. Like that, I bought that scene and all the drifting scenes is good. And I love how it's all set on the same mountain because the exact opposite, this one, like, like fucking big, uh, splashy orchestral music and big booming voices. Yeah. Same place, now a deadly race. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, again, very well shot, very suspenseful. Um, and you could, you could really feel DK's desperation. Mm. Like he he wanted so hard to to get Sonny Chiba's. Yeah, respect. he has so much more to lose. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, Sean was going to lose his life. Yeah. But DK had so much more to lose in the grand scheme and, of things. I mean, Sean hasn't been using it well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, Sean doesn't make another six months after this movie. <laughs> Don't tell me he shows up in later movies. Which one, Sean? Yeah. Oh, you'll have to wait and see, buddy. All right. Well, I mean, so I, I guess we can talk about the next scene then. Like we, we we talked about the race, and and obviously Sean wins. Surprise, surprise. Do you? What do you think about the part where um, Sean makes it around a, a band of the mountain before DK rolls down the mountain. Ah, I know yes. he's not free falling, so it's but, not really but, like gravity versus but, race. But still, apparently, Nissan Skylines just <laughs> are are lighter than air. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, the Skylines start careening down the side of the mountain, and Sean comes by, and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's just there again, yeah. uh, and has to has to dodge the car. And again, like for for the build up for it, it was a very quick just goes around him. That's it. It's yeah. Done. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like they could probably have done more with that. Right. And maybe it's also... maybe like he keeps rolling down the hill to like the next the next <laughs> the next roundabout. Yeah. And, like and he if, has... he, if he roll past the finish line, does he win? <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> So why don't we just do that from the start? <laughs> just drive off the side of the cliff and hit the, right. hit the fish line head on. Win every race. Right. You might not be alive. But, but then you have Sonny Chuba's respect. Yes. And isn't that worth more than life yes. itself? And at the end... Uh, Sonny Chuba, if you're watching. <laughs> Sonny Chuba, give uh, 
give him his respect and, uh, you know, says something to his adopted niece. Like, By the you, way, you no longer have to fuck your stepbrother anymore. <laughs> so that's real messed up, right? So that's the part we didn't discuss that. The fact that Neela was taken in by... Pornhub logo. <laughs> yeah. Neela was taken in by DK's grandmother and was raised like... Fam- we don't know how old she was when they were taken in, though. But yeah. the implication was real the, young. The, the implication was there's a lot of, Hey, step bro, get out of my room. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? In Japan, it's also pretty common to adopt your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law especially okay. if you're rich like for, uh, it happens with more son-in-laws than daughter-in-laws especially if you're rich and you want your family line to continue you don't uh, have any sons like i think it happens with a famous i think it's toshiba like mm-hmm. um it happens a lot and it's famously happened with the toshiba company which has been passed along to son-in-laws who have the same last name because they keep adopting them uh-huh. so do you think it's more culturally like if do you think if a japanese people are watching it they they wouldn't blink yeah yeah fair enough but it's different though right because she's she's adopted and raised as if they brother and sister that's yeah, the implication if, if she was adopted from a young age that would be a bit weird. If they were dating and then adopted, that's different. I don't. I definitely don't think they were dating before she was adopted. Yeah, but yeah. I think, for me, the difference is like, how old was she? If she was like seven, that's fucked up. If she was like sixteen, I think she's young enough where there's no age where this is okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. You might like be just right. doing the math in my head, I'm like, oh, none, none of this is, none of this is pleasant. Especially because he's older. Yeah. Oh, like he's definitely he's not in high school anymore. Yeah, true. Like even even Han said, "What is it with you and high school girls, man?" Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh yeah no oh gross yeah no it's not only the more, the more not I think only is after high school girl he's like after sister high school girl yeah the more I think about this the more I'm just disgusted by it <laughs> you're like here's your adopted sister and then brother's like dibs it's, <laughs> it's fucked anyway so so the movie concludes satisfactorily for you oh whoa we, we didn't talk about the conclusion yet did right we? so that's why i was leading into it yeah, so yeah. all the all the self-sustained plots wrap up nicely for yeah, you yeah yeah and uh they finish off surprise yeah. with a race yes or, or, or the, well, the, the beginning pre- of a race the prelude yeah. to a race yeah. um in which they they tease that uh a friend of Hans wants an to race an old friend of Hans yeah. uh, wants to race Sean. So um, he, he shows up, uh, so, and you see the car first. Yep. And then the music change. And, and as soon as the music goes Latin, I'm like, "Well, there's Vin Diesel." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And then they pull out, and uh, my favorite suggestive dialogue exchange. I didn't know he was into American Muscle. He was when he was rolling with me. Was Vin Diesel and Han fucking? Was that the implication? <laughs> Cause, Cause, if you really think about that dialogue. I didn't, I didn't think that at all. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just need to step back from my fan fiction. took <laughs> my joke. <laughs> Damn it. I'll just return to slash fiction. I got robbed. There goes the notepad. 
I still need that. Actually, no, I'm out of notes. <laughs> but yes. What do you think about Vin Diesel showing up at the end? I wasn't expecting it until, like, the second I heard the salsa music, I'm like, oh, of course it's fucking Vin Diesel yeah. going to be at the end of this. Yeah. Do you know why that happened? Because this was supposed to be, once again, just like the second one, this was supposed to reboot the franchise. Yeah. And they screened this movie for um, uh, audiences, like um, preview screenings, and the audiences are, like, confused and hated it. They they were just like, this is not Fast and Furious. Like, well, none of the Fast and Furious characters are here. And this doesn't feel like Fast and Furious. I definitely do not approve of the feedback they got. But you can see how your, your run-of-the-mill people are thinking at the time, having only seen the first two movies, right? The only connecting line between those two movies was Paul Walker. And he's not even in this movie. And, and to be and fair, it's not, it's oh, not even wait, wait, said wait. in America. You also had Bilkins. Bilkins is Bilkins is a, Bilkins gone, man. You're gonna deal with it. I want the Bilkins spinoff. I want the Bilkins spinoff. But yes, so they that scene was added because all the audiences were like, "This is not a Fast and Furious movie. We don't like it." And they thought asking Vin Diesel to come back will fix it. So much so that Vin Diesel for one line for one line. At the end, just to connect the universes, to show and imply that um, Vin Diesel could be back for future movies. You know what they had to do for that? So at the time, you know, do you remember Pitch Black? Have you seen Pitch Black? What's Pitch Black? It's a sci-fi, like a horror movie in, in which Vin Diesel... You, you, you can just assume I haven't seen okay. it. Okay, so yeah. Vin Diesel plays uh, like a um, like an alien man. Um, it's like a horror movie in which Vin Diesel is like... So, the based on a true story. Unlikely heroes. But uh, he's called a Furian. His race is called a Furian in that movie. So it could be set in the same universe. Furious? I Furian? Like everything is just in the same universe now. <laughs> But it's not really. I'm just making a joke. But he is called a Furian in that movie. But Vin Diesel loved that movie. It's his pet project. And there was no sequels planned. I don't know if they completely give him the right, which seems unlikely, or just agreed to let him do the sequel, Riddick. But that was the agreement. He came back <laughs> to be able to make a whole new movie that he wants. But yeah, so that's that's how he made it into this movie. Okay. And, and again, it, it felt like it could have been a standalone, non-Fast and Furious franchise movie if mm. they really wanted to be. Yes. Like, it, it had the feel. But, but would it, you want a direct sequel to this? Would you... Knowing that Han is dead, would you want a new, the next adventure of Sean and Twinkie and Neela? Uh, maybe Maybe not. DK will come back for revenge. Probably not. Han... Han... Han made this movie for me. Right. Like, he he just glued all the pieces together, if you know what I'm saying. And I don't know if it works without him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like without Han, it's fast and fur- too fast, too furious. So, in a way, the audiences um, causing Universal to run scared and um, dump a pile of money in front of Paul Walker and Vin Diesel to come back, uh, I think that makes... That, that, that was a good choice by All the right. by the shitty audience, right? All right because well. at least we get them back. Because that they would this was an attempt to reboot. If it wasn't for that reaction, I don't think they'd come back. So if this was their second reboot, that means the first reboot was the second movie. But why would a second movie require a reboot? 
Right, but you know what I mean, right? Oh, it's yeah. called Too Fast to Be Revenge. It's clearly a soft reboot. They're clearly yeah. trying to like steer the franchise in a Vin Diesel less direction, right? Yeah. Like if if the second one had a direct sequel, it's going to be Roman and even Manda's character is coming back. Maybe Bilkins will come back. Maybe oh. your wish would have come true. But that would have been the direction they went, right? Yeah. Like, like they changing direction with every movie is my point. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, they really seem to put a lot into this for something that only had one or two movies at the time. That like, right? That the fact that but they, they think franchise, trying. That's the thing. yeah, exactly. The fact that they saw that, like, oh, we'll just franchise the shit out of this, right? Um, really, really kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, Against all evidence, they were convinced that they had a franchise on their hand. And joke's on us now. Yeah, because Too Fast, Too Furious wasn't financially or critically successful. This movie, we liked it even less financially and um, critically successful than Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, right. So, but they were convinced that they had a winner. They kept trying. Like Even some of the YouTube comments we're having is like... I can't, uh, people who are going through the series for the first time with us, they like, I can't believe this became a franchise, a successful yeah. franchise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I heard about three coming out, like, oh, that's still happening? <laughs> yeah. So, and this this refreshed you? You're, you're, you're oh, excited yeah, okay. for the next one? I, 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 knew, I knew going in that, that two was going to be a tough pill to swallow, and it was a tough pill to swallow, but I actually... I quite dug three. There, yeah. there was a lot of characters that I could really get into. Um, yeah, the racing was shoehorned, but yeah. it was a lot, lot more. Um, it was a lot. It was more well done. Yeah. Um, it was really well executed, and uh, it's yeah. still stupid as fuck. Yeah. But it's like yeah. fun stupid. But it, yeah, it was it, again like the things that saved it were were the character chemistry. Yeah. Um, the better effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it was so immersive. Again, Tokyo, very immersive. It felt like you were there. I really enjoyed that. I think it bodes very well for you that the elements of you, uh, part, <laughs> things you like, are like, this is not well acted, but you're, 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 uh, valuing like the, um, chemistry between characters better yep. than like good acting or like, like really, uh, exemplary dialogue, right? Yeah, they, they're yeah. saying like basic things to each other, but they have yeah. chemistry. Like it, that is that is the tone and selling point of the Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that you like that because going forwards, we're gonna get more of that. Saying that, I don't like Fast Four. Okay, okay. <laughs> like I don't. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't give me too much to go on. Like I want to go into this as blind as possible. Okay. Um, because there might be things I like about it, and yes. I don't want that, that to be clouded. Yes. But also, I'm going to go and fully prepare this. can be a steamy pile of shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, my personally, and also, you shouldn't be colored by this, because my opinion of this is not necessarily reflected by the fan base. A lot of people would say 4 is the turnaround point. Okay. Like A lot of people would say 4 is when the franchise gets its footing. Mm-hmm. But for me... It, I keep going back and forth between two and four, which ones I prefer more and less. Okay. And I think, and this is so meta, like it's not even have anything to do with the movie. I have swung back to enjoying two more because how dumb it is, how okay. bad it is. And I think four is just not bad enough to be enjoyable like that. Does it take itself a bit seriously or actually should, should we just not cover that now? Cause I don't, oh, I think it's, I think, I personally think it takes itself more seriously than 
the later movies. Okay. But the the how much the later movies not take it so seriously, that might not even mean anything. Alright. All right. But enough. yeah. But um I'm excited because we're pretty sure we're trying to record the next two back to back. Not that yeah. it will matter to you guys. It will, we will still release it by weekly basic. We're just trying to get some in the can just in case. Um, so uh, that's that's really good for my peace of mind because yeah. I want to hit you with five, which is one of my favorite ones immediately after. Four. Okay. Okay. I'm in. I'm down. Right. Okay. So anything else to add before we close this up? No, no. I'm out of drink, so. All right, cool. Yeah, my eyeball's empty, so we got to wrap this up. Excellent. Love Tokyo Drift and into the next adventures of the family. All right, all right. What's what's number four called? (laughs) Fast and Furious. Oh, that's right. Fast and Furious. (laughs) Cool. Hey, they're trying to reboot it again. I feel like they're doing that every fucking movie. (laughs) Yes, yes. Every movie is reboot. For the first four Fast and Furious movie, each one tried to be its own reboot. They tried this four fucking times, and now they're at nine. Yes. Alright. So, it, so use this franchise as a motivator. Anybody who try, have a stumbling block in their life, try, try again, try again, and try again. And maybe you'll get nine fucking movies. <laughs> and dare to call yourself a saga. <laughs> Alright? Good night, guys. Bye, family. (laughs)